With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, Before we jump in today, go down, leave a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We do love those, and they help a ton they do. That's a free way of kind of helping us out. Another way of helping us out is to help our sponsors. So first of all, Dr. Dish, if you're thinking of, of getting a, a team that wants to shoot the ball better and consistently put that that round ball into that cylinder, uh, check out Dr. Dish. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a one-stop shop, if you're looking to become a better basketball coach, if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking to talk to me on a regular basis, right, James, uh, then you can uh, you can become a teachhoops.com member. And we'll, we'll, I'll put you on the bad phone and we'll take care of your, your specific needs. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. And it's perfect because... They just you just funnel them there and they'll go. They'll just yeah. go. It's so it's so great. Um, but if you look at your basketball court, my guess is there's a volleyball court on top of it, right? There is. Yep. There is. So that is the perfect marking. So we basically try to push you out to the outside of the volleyball lines. Okay. It's perfect because most high schools. Now I did run into a coach like three weeks ago that didn't have it because he got his court repainted and they didn't put the volleyball lines on. I go, bless you, bless you. But most yeah. people have it. So the, it's basically the volleyball court is 60% and then there's 20% on the other two. If you keep them in those 20% and don't let them reverse the ball, they don't know what to do. Literally. They don't know what to do because they'll just go. And then yeah. the, the key is it's not pack line, but the guy that's up to, cause you're funneling the right. guys, the, there has to be a lot of help and a lot of support up yeah. the line. Okay. But then once that ball gets to the corner or once that ball gets to the baseline and you funnel down, the backboard starts working as a defender. Right. Because right. think about there's that space. There's about that three feet from the backboard to the end line. 
and they get funneled down there and they don't know what to do. It's crazy. You can run it in man. You can run it in zone. So I would think doing that, a, a huge part of it is is picking up the ball where you it pick is. up the ball and, yep. and how and you, then you the step. key is one we we want we don't care which side you go down. We'd rather have you go to the left, but we don't right. care because um, most. But again, I have a couple lefties on my team this year, so oh. go ahead and do it to us. But once they get it past half court, then we whatever side they go to, that's the side we're keeping them on. Okay. Um, and think about all offenses. What do all offenses want to do? They want to reverse the ball. The ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then for at least for the, the guys in our league, when you it's like opening the candy store and saying, go ahead, you can have whatever candy you want. When you give them the baseline and say, go ahead, they go like, holy, but they don't know that we're coming. <laughs> we're going to So stop for you them. coach, is that a, is that a whole, is that a defensive philosophy or is it a defense? No. Nope. So we run it about 40, 50% of the time we run okay. straight man too. Okay. Um, and then we'll do a little bit of change up. We'll run some one through one. I think yeah. you gotta have, you gotta have length to run that one through one really effectively. You if you're tiny you and short, it's harder to run. Um, but we'll run. I just like it because people don't, People don't practice against it. So I, I probably underestimated how much we run funnel, but we'll run it out of our matchup too. So um, our like our three two matchup, which mm-hmm. is perfect because everyone's kind of already in the right spots. Um, but it, you know, I'm I'm ph- philosophically, if you score on me two or three times in a row, I'm changing my defense. Um, so so Phil, as you say the word philosophically. Do you believe your defensive tempo has to match your offensive tempo and offensive style of play? Yes. Uh, I'm, but I'm I also think if you're, it doesn't matter your tempo, that defense is where you can change tempo. Mm-hmm. So I really do believe, I a thousand percent agree with that because it's, it's kind of a basketball game is runs, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a feel. And sometimes right. your feel and my feel is not actually what's happening. I've told mm-hmm. this on podcasts before that there was a time in 2019, I turned to my assistant coach who's tracking and says, we got to change our defense. And he goes, stop. We just stopped them seven straight times. But we, we weren't doing what we needed to do on the offensive end. So my feeling was, oh, crap, let's change. He goes, it's not the defensive end. We got to figure something on the offensive end. The defense is stopping the other team. So what we'll do is like, if you score on us a couple times, just to get you out of rhythm, like it might be two possessions. Let's say you came down and you scored two or three straight buckets on us. We're in straight, man. We'll go to the one, three, one for a couple. It's just enough to mess up their rhythm. Cause think about it. Once they start clicking like your teams, when you're running your LMU system, when you were clicking beautiful, Oh, it's beautiful. But right. I would have done something to try to just get you out of that rhythm. Like, right. <laughs> you know, maybe I'd so go to a I think long. the hardest – the to me, the hardest teams to play and the teams that, you know, I just hate going in their gyms and the team – the kind of team I want to be is you have to play our style at night. So whether it's the, the break, whether it's a flex – you know, the guy the road runs the flex, and he's, uh, he's he's beautiful. You know, we'll we'll defend for thirty seconds and play great defense. But I, here's what I'm going to do to you: if you're running the flex on you, I'm trapping you. I'm doing something yep. to get you out of your rhythm, so you can't run the flex. I'm going to run funnel down against the flex because yeah. you ain't going to reverse the ball ever. But I am going to do something 
Yes, I want to be the aggressor. I am going to, here's your front line. I am going to come in and just your front line until I find a weakness. And when I do, I'm going to exploit it. So if I lose, I want to go down fighting. Yeah. I want more than. You you want to make that coach make an adjustment to beat you. Right. And the thing is, I change my defenses. Could I run, first of all, I'm in Wisconsin. It's like pack line heaven because of minutes and, you know, Bull Ryan and stuff, whatever. So I could run the pack and I know how to teach the pack and I could run it really well. And I could spend 30 minutes of my hour and a half or two hour practice, just working on pack. I could, but what happens when pack doesn't work? Yeah. So I'd rather be 70% good because I don't have my guys all year. I'm not a college coach. I'd rather be 70% good at three different defenses than a hundred percent good at one. That's my philosophy. Also, and then you know, if I'm if I'm in Wisconsin, how how many nights you play? How many games a year do you play, Coach? We can play. Season? We can play twenty four. Okay, so twenty four nights out of the year, how many times are you going to see the pack? A version of it, at least half. You know, and it, to me, that means that every coach is when they practice man, against their man to man defense, they're practicing against the pack. I don't want you to. No one's no one's running funnel down because I invented it. There you go. You got to you got to no, do something. You're gonna. So I'm gonna make you now. Are there weaknesses to it? Absolutely, and I have counters to those weaknesses. But I'm gonna make you spend some practice time when you just played on Tuesday, and now you're gonna play us on Friday. So you're gonna play Wednesday and Thursday, and you're gonna go. Oh crap! We're playing Collins. He's running the one three one, or he's running the yeah. funnel one. So I got to put that in my practice. That's, That's right. what I want you to have to do. That's right. Because so, now you're not working on other stuff. So since I'm a Georgia boy, I'll talk football for half a second. Paul Johnson's at Georgia Tech running the flex bone option option offense. Right. So, you know, Georgia, UGA has to at least beat Georgia Tech, nothing else. So when Paul Johnson was at Georgia Tech, Kirby Smart put in a flex bone session to every single practice where they're going to see that flex bone every at practice, you know, whether it be 10, 15 minutes, what it be, you know, but just, just the fact that he had to do that was a win for. Right. It's like Wisconsin and Marquette. You can't lose the Marquette. If you're the Wisconsin coach, you just don't do that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, (laughs) so, you know, it was funny when I got the Gainesville job, I actually had, a very similar roster to what I left at Pacelli. So I, the, we came in and we put the break in and we started rocking and rolling. And um, I came in with a group of sophomores at the time and they picked it up. Well, we, we had the pieces to do it. Um, had a, had a strong season this year and it, they graduated, you know, and I, I look to what's coming. I got a great group of kids and there's some talents and there's some strengths, but there's not the, the I don't see. So do you have, yeah, for, for, let me, let me figure out what you have. Do you have shooters? No. Do you have depth? I have, yeah, I have 10 kids who can do the same. Okay. Do, do you have, um, can you beat the five best teams consistently on your roster? On no. your schedule, not roster schedule. No. No. Okay. So, so now you have to be the, you have to be the um, connoisseur. And so you want less possessions. 
if I'm better than you, this is a math problem. If I'm better than you, then I want more possessions because See, the long, large numbers is going to tell I'd me I'm that all day long. If I had a shooter, if I had a shooter, if I had two shooters, I'd try you to get shooters. You can make shooters. Yeah. I know, yeah. You can't from, you can't from August to November, but for future right. years, you could always make yeah. shooters because we're, we're you know building what? them in the middle school. Kids want to shoot and they want to score because then Jane will talk to them after the game and, you know, uh-huh. get a right. milkshake with her. That, trust me, they all want to score. So those yeah. are, that's an easy thing to get shooters. Yeah. But for the, for the progression, if you're not as good, you don't want as many possessions. How long is yeah. the shot clock? 35 seconds. So you, you, <laughs> you shouldn't even be looking at the clock unless it's a wide open shot to the 22nd mark, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know the shot it's such a foreign concept it's a but, stupid you know, thing for high school i hate it i'm sorry i think it takes away some creativity and it takes away uh coaches opportunities to to out no out it's gonna make all the games look the same like they do yeah. on the ncaa's so yeah. so what you should do because it's probably relatively new in georgia is you should have a 2-2-1 in yeah, that, and that's what some kind of contain. You got to have a contain. You got to take seven seconds off that clock. So now we're at 28. Mm-hmm. So now, how can I get from 28 to seven? How can mm-hmm. I get that 21 seconds off? So then, in the last seven seconds, what are they going to do? They're going to come set a pick and roll. They're going to do something. Well, when you do that, then we're going to trap you or we're going to have different calls for those last second. Because my guess is a lot of the last second things are going to be pick and rolls, ISOs. Yep clear outs well great we're gonna run man until the 15 second mark of the shot clock and then we're gonna go zone yeah something you have to counter all those things before people get good at it because mm-hmm. if it's especially if it's new they're not they're not good at it yet probably yeah. they're not good at figuring out how to work it it's like the three-point line when it came in so this year they um they said we, so the way the implementation is going is they said first year you can use it in um tournament like special tournaments christmas tournaments holiday tournaments all that kind of stuff um second year your regions can vote it in for region play and you can use it in tournaments and then the third year it's every year so last year we had one holiday tournament where we used the shot clock i didn't tell my kids until after the starting lineups were called for the game like you know that last second before we go out onto the court i said oh Hey, by the way, we're using a shot clock tonight. Don't pay attention to it. And, uh, you know, first possession, we come down the court, make more passes than we've ever made before in our life. And we hear, you know, jumping up. What was that? Okay. We we might want to be a little bit faster. So um, it's uh, it's going to be. I I think 40 is okay. I can live with 40. 35 seems a little short to me. Yeah, well, it, it was 30, and then I believe it was the NFHS that actually came out and recommended the, the 35. Yeah. It's like you – yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 I think schools are not going to be able to implement it the way they want because – So I go back to my athletic director days. We, we, so you're telling me now I got to fund a shot clock operator for every basketball game? And a clock operator. Well, and they have to know how to run the shot. They need to know the rules with the shot clock. Yeah, it's, you know, it, and uh, I think Alabama, 
we, when I was in Columbus, we used to play some games in, in Alabama, and I really liked what they did. They would send a three-man crew, officiating crew, and they'd run a two-man crew on the court, which I, is what I did not like, but that third official would keep the clock. So you wouldn't have, you know, Billy's dad over there. Yeah, but, geez, the, 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 they have enough problems starting and stopping the regular clock. Exactly. 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 So it, it's going to be – it's going to be a, a, a interesting thing, but yeah, you know, basically I'm, I'm looking at going from running and gunning, getting up and down the court as many times as we can, you know. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Really no bad shot. Are you going to be young? We are. We are. It, so then it take is. your lumps. Teach them the lessons then. Teach yeah. them the lessons. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to be young and... I got a great group of kids who are, who are willing to learn some lessons right? and um, willing to do the, the hard what's work. The hard, what's the hardest thing? I always ask coaches, what's the hardest thing to teach? It, it changes from, from kid to kid, but, um, you know, with, with, with the girls, I, you know, we're, we're really teaching confidence, really, really teaching confidence. And, and you know, you can do this. And um, I think a lot of kids today, uh, whether it be boy or girls, you know, teaching hard work. And, and teaching how to be a gym rat and, you know, um, understand that being a gym rat is a really cool thing and it, it pays off. And, I know. And the thing know. is, it's like, I've got, a, I've got a group that's a bunch of gym rats right now and I haven't in a while. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so nice. Like I got to boot yeah. them out. It's like they're right. hoopers. Like when you get right. your hoopers, it's like, Ooh, we got right. hoopers now. We got guys that can hoop. Um, yeah, I, I agree. All right. So let me go through and ask you, um, let me ask you my rapid fire questions because these are always fun to do. I always do these at the end. What's your favorite brand of basketball? The actual ball you play with? Uh, the the Wilson Evolution. Okay. One word to describe your ideal player. Tough. You go to one sporting event in the world. What would you go to and why? You better not say the Masters because that's what I probably I might say that after going to the Final Four. But golf tournament. Uh, I'm that, from. That would guess. be the one event you'd pick. Yeah, yeah, it's um, so close it, though, really. It, it is, and I've gone several times, and and we actually, my family has badges in the past two years, not having the opportunity to go with COVID. Um, it has it has made me want, you know, it's just a truly is a tradition unlike any other, and it's it's a very special thing. And, is it crowded? Um, it's very comfortable. It's very comfortable. You you okay. don't you don't ever feel like you're in a a Cracker Jack box. Okay. Yeah, because that's on my list. I went to the final – I've been to a couple final fours, which is unbelievable in my yeah. opinion. Um, I didn't go to – my son went to the one of the final games. I didn't go – that was really close with, obviously, the Bucks playing. But um, right. that doesn't – I mean, I'd rather watch that on TV. I think the Masters would be more um, – yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I wondered if you'd pick that. What's your um, favorite pregame or postgame meal? I never eat before a game. You're about the seventh uh, coach in a row to say that. Okay. 
I never eat before a game. And, and quite honestly, uh, if we lose, I'll go to bed hungry because I can't eat after – I really can't eat after a loss. <laughs> and truth be told, uh, after a win or whatnot, it's probably Chick-fil-A. <laughs> It is for me too. I it, it closes at ten o'clock, so I gotta get everybody out. And it, yep. luckily, it's literally like a three iron from our school, so I can uh, make it. But it's been it's been nine fifty five, and it's like, all right, you gotta go. I gotta get the chick, before. and they'll, they'll they they know I'm coming. So, uh-huh. um, uh, what what does your game day look like? Like your actual day at home, like you're playing at home. What was your game day look like as a coach? So. If, you know, if we play on a Saturday or if, or if we play on a day where we don't have school, I love to be the, I'm, I'm the first one in the gym by hours. Um, and I love to get, get to the gym and, and watch a little film. Probably, I'm probably behind on laundry and having to fold clothes. Um, for whatever reason, it's something I like to do. I'm, I like to fold clothes on game day and just kind of, it's a menial task that I enjoy. You don't doing. have to think about. I know. I love, yeah. go, I love walking into that into that quiet gym beforehand i know i love that too um what's the one thing you do to relax uh it's changed a lot since i've had kids um if if i honestly the most relaxing i am is to get to the gym when nobody's there in my coaching office and i can you know learn watch film whatever it be that that is the most relaxing to me when the Nobody's in the gym. I'm away from love my kids, but when I get to be over, they're they're nine and five. So we're ooh, that's a tough. We were we we were going to the state tournament on a regular basis when my kids were that age. So we would actually have two schedules. We'd have one schedule to give my wife, and then we'd have my schedule, my actual schedule. Uh-huh. And because I same thing, I needed to get to the gym earlier and to relax and maybe take a nap on the couch and kind yep. of refocus. So my assistant coach knew this was like my my schedule and Maya's schedule. And the other one kind of like, well, Steve needs to be at the gym. And I didn't really need to be at the gym at that time. But it was like, I love my kids. Too. But you really do. You really I do. do. I really did. Um, what's one coaching technique you think is important? Um, I'm big, big on whole part whole. I, I like introducing the, you know, whether it be an offense or a defense. This is what what we're doing. We're going to break it down, and then we're going to come back together. Love that. Describe your perfect player in five words or less. Um, I already said tough, can shoot the lights out of it, can handle the basketball, um, selfless. Okay. Uh, Best basketball player you have seen in person? Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope plays with the Lakers now. Um, He was in my region for four years and, and filled it up with us. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, best basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan. Uh, if you could teach only one skill, what would you teach? Shooting. Shot clock, yes or no? No. Uh, if you could change one thing about the game, what would it be? Selfishness. Uh, one thing that helped you become a better basketball coach? Becoming a parent. Yeah, amen. Uh, charge circle, yes or no? Yes. Okay, I'm going to stop you on that one. Okay. The officials can't figure out if their foot's on the three-point line. How are they going to figure out if they're, they're inside the charge circle or not? It's like it's, there's no instant replay in the high school level. We have a, a problem of 
I've seen it more on the girls' game than than the boys' side because a lot of coaches will have three good players, so they teach two kids to go take a charge anytime they get an opportunity. You know, uh, so you have these charge takers that are in the game, and they're just okay. You know, so that, that makes that's that's actually one of the best arguments I've heard for it because I I don't have a problem with it. I just don't think shoot they got so if you add the shot clock. Did it hit the rim? Did not hit the rim? These right. guys are accountants during the middle of the day, and then they put stripes on and try to come officiate a game. Absolutely. That's the only problem. I will say this. Girls are much better at taking charges than most of the boys have ever done. Yes, boys are worried about how it makes them look. Yeah. Um, best game you've seen in person? Oh, my goodness. Um, that mm, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's no, a good answer. No idea. Okay. Uh, favorite quarter saying? Uh, be great. It, it's it's our team team motto, and it's just something that's grown in importance through the years. Just when you wake up, be great. When you go to school, be great. When you I like walk that. Up, that's simple. I like great. that. I might steal that for this year. Be great. Yep. Yeah. Um, quarters or halves? I really like. I, I I'm a quarters guy. I like the quarters. If you want up pace, you want halves. Yeah. We play halves. We play two 18-minute halves. Oh, really? We do. Okay. And I wasn't a fan initially. I missed the timeout, which is okay. the break between the first and second quarter and break. But I missed that from a coaching standpoint. But the flow of the game, and, and, and like I've said before, you have to play more kids. Yeah. Because no and one can play a, That's a great minutes. thing. That helps in a lot of different areas. It does. One thing Georgia did this year is they adopted clearing the uh, team fouls at the end of each quarter, which has prevented games from being uh, free throw contests. So every quarter, team fouls go to, goes to zero, and that's made a huge impact on our game. That's a, that's an interesting. Like I the think college girls game. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, do, 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 do you have any superstitions? Did I ask that one? I did ask that one. Did I ask you if you had superstitions? Uh, no, I used to drink like half a bottle of Pepto-Bismol in my younger days, but I've kind of. I used to eat a quart of Oreo ice cream. That was one of mine. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Passionate. Okay. Best basketball coach of all time. Um. I'm going to go high school and say Morgan Wooten. Okay. Uh, best team of all time. Um, I, it, I would, I would have to go with uh, one of Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls years. Yep. Jump ball. Yes or no, please. Yes. I, I can't watch another basketball game with them. Hand you talking about the start of the game with the whole COVID thing this year and all that. No, yeah. I'm just talking about in general, Okay, so we can have a discussion about this. Okay. I personally think the jump ball is archaic. Either we jump all of them or we jump none of them. Okay. There's a reason why. I think the visiting team everywhere in the United States should get the ball to start the game. Okay. So I'm going to come to your place. I'm going to get the ball. You get to decide how you want to defend me on that. And then when you come to my place, you get the ball. The issue I have is the officials can't throw the ball up. Very true. And they because they only do it once a game. So we don't ask our boys to do things or girls to do things that they've only practiced. And the thing is, when you have a crew of three, uh-huh. that means one of the three is throwing the ball up. Yeah. They're not getting practice. That's my issue is like either we do it or we don't do it because they're not any good at it. 
Like right. they don't know my guys can jump. Well, they underthrow it. They build. That's my problem with the jump ball. And for me, it's the pageantry. Like you, you have all these pregame stuff, and then you walk out, and uh, you know you hand it in. It's just, I, I don't know. There's something. But, it, but, but about think that. about the X and O part of it. Right. Like oh yeah. The chess it, match would be crazy. It, if, there's a lot more strategic things you can do going on the road, you know, and you get to prepare it and. Um, you know, set your first possession up is, is pretty, pretty fun. I think it would be interesting. Uh, one book you'd recommend. Um, <laughs> so as, as a religion major, big fan of the Bible, I would go with the book of Mark. It was the first one, the shortest one for the easy, for the easier. Okay. As well, okay. yeah, my son, my, my son worked his whole way through it during COVID. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. yeah. Um, so my last question for everybody on the podcast is what would you tell your younger self? Calm down. You'll get better with age. Coaching is a, is a lifelong calling in career. Yes. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yep. Slow, <laughs> slow down and enjoy it. I know. It's like, I luckily one of my high school friends, the first time we made it to state tournament, he had won a state tournament in volleyball. And he said, Steve, make sure you take a lot of mental pictures, make sure you enjoy the journey. Cause it's like one of those really fun things. And I'm so glad he sent me that. Yeah. Um, Cause it was true. It's like, otherwise I'd have been like, how are we going to beat this? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have enjoyed the pageantry and the, the actual right. experience coach. Thanks. Thank you. I'm sorry for keeping you so long, but I appreciate no, this it. Was great. Thank you. This was great. And thanks for being hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachings.com for coaches who want to get better. Also subscribe and like, we do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports social podcast network. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.